Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Achtung Norwalk, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin here. Accept no substitute. The Royals soon proved their ability to break quickly and effectively. They began the thumping of Millwall with Bobby Convey's solo charge. Riding challenges, he raced 60 yards and calmly beat Andy Marshall. The visitors' best effort came from the head of Ben May. Marcus Harneman flicked the ball away. The American keeper was on his way to a third successive clean sheet. For Colin Lee's Lions, the afternoon fell apart as James Harper charged down Marshall's clearance. Leroy Lita struck for goal and the keeper saved outside his area. Great save, wrong place. Marshall had to go. Millwall were in a mess with no keeper on the bench. Defender Mark Phillips took over in goal. Convey's free kick, too good for the standing keeper. The Royals were in full flow. Convey involved again. His centre and Harper's header found the top corner. Former Royal Sammy Igo then gave away a penalty. He handled. Dave Kitson scored despite Phillips's best efforts. At half time, Adrian Saru became the Lions' third keeper of the afternoon. The second half was far quieter than the first. From Glen Little's corner, Steve Sidwell dived in to make it an emphatic 5-0 triumph. Well, hello, dear listeners. Welcome to Achtung Millwall, number 287. My name is Nick Hart. You're listening to, of course, the number one uh, podcast, fanzine podcast in South Bermondsey. Well, now, before we get into today's random fixture, which um, bizarrely, is Reading 5, Mill 0, 2005. Let me just first tell you a little rumination on the strange laws of chance and and the role of the uh, of the random, the dice, the great, um, you know, uh, theme of uh, are we living to some kind of plan or is it, is it all God playing dice, so to speak? Not that I believe in God, but there we are. Let me tell you about my first ever job. We had a pool syndicate there. We're going back to when dinosaurs ruled the earth, 1977, and we basically took it in turns in our office where I worked in Vauxhall, 
to pick the draws for the forthcoming Saturday for this um, pool syndicate. We never won a pop, but each of us took our chance to to um, fill out the coupon and pick your draws. And when it came to my turn, I got badly, badly told off by one of the older chaps in the office for being stupid, which has always been one of my um, downfalls of my life, being stupid. Um, but basically what I did was chose about four or five draws in one division. I can't remember which one it is now or was. Might be in the second, third or one the Scottish. I, I don't know. can't remember. It doesn't matter. But he said to me that I was being stupid because draws never cluster like that. They don't. You have to spread out the draws across the whole coupon. And as much as I tried my best to explain to him that the laws of randomness don't what seems common sense in the in, it has no um, no relevance to the laws of random and chance. And there was as much chance of uh, a whole division of draws as there was of none at all across the whole the whole football and Scottish league. Um, he didn't take kindly to my my words. It got a bit heated. Um, I was young; I was about eighteen, nineteen, and he accused me of being clever with with my words, clever with my words, trying to make him look stupid, and it all got a bit silly. Um, but anyway, on that theme, yesterday's show was a random choice of a year, 2004. And we came up with the Leicester fixture, 2-0, which coincidentally was the first chance that the Mill support had to see one Adrian Seriu, which we explored in yesterday's show, um, his long throw. And I thought after I finished the, um, the recording, I thought I'd just do another random search of another year ready for today, um, so I can do another recording. And in the same theme as my old chum all those years ago in 1977, Tyrannosaurus Rex, um, it, it turned up 2005. Um, same, same weekend, in a sense. Um, today's Tuesday the 18th. So the nearest fixture I found to that in the 2005-06 uh, season was this Reading 5 mil nil fixture. So there you go. Chew on that, my old uh, office mate from 1977. It does turn up from time. Uh, anyway, I'm digressing, dear listeners. So Reading 5 mil nil took place on the 20th of August 2005. Um, this obviously was early on in what was to be one of the most, how can we put it, disastrous seasons. I think it's probably the best description we can give it, disaster season. Um, this was under the management of Colin Lee. Now, for the full um, SP on the 2005-06 season, you will have to check one of our earlier editions, Actung Mill 243. When um, that no, that was a, that was a Steve Claridge interview. Steve Claridge interview 243, um, which explores some of the themes of how Colin Lee came to be in charge of Mill. And then before that, um, Actung Mill 225 with James Blewitt, where we discuss the whole. Sorry saga of a season from Steve Claridge in the summertime, manager of the month, quite literally, in July. The appointment of Colin Lee with no um, apparent um, thought. or He was given the brief to save us from relegation and we finished up getting relegated via David Tuttle. And then in the end, I think it was Alan McCleary and, and Tony Burns that took us um, out of the division when, when things were settled. It was un, one of the most disastrous seasons of my Millwall supporting life, I think probably of yours, dear listener, too. Um, it, it, it leaves a scar. Even now, these, these games and these incidents come back to you like they only just happened yesterday. It was actually 16 or 15 years ago in this particular case. 
But we're not going to focus on the whole season. We finished up with Colin Lee in charge of us for this trip to the Majeski Stadium on the 20th of August. Referee that day was Steve Tanner. Attendance 14,225. I think this was a good season for Reading. The, the Mill team that day, Andy Marshall in goal. More of him later. Could be red carded on the 23rd minute. Um, back line, Jamie Vincent. Do you remember Jamie Vincent, dear listener? Um, hard to remember much of him, I've got to say, but uh, I do remember the name being with us. Mark Phillips, I remember him well. Matt Lawrence, great figure in Mill history. He must have gone off injured, substituted in the 15th minute for one Paul Robinson and Alan Dunn in the right-back position. Midfield, Josh Simpson, one of our Canadian um, kids that we, we touched on yesterday in yesterday's show. David Livermore, uh, midfield, centre. Jody Morris, wishy-washy. And Sammy Igo, I think, um, if you listen to that Steve Claridge interview, show 243, was one of the few signings that Claridge, only signing that maybe he made during his brief month in charge. Up front, we had Ben May, who actually placed a fairly decent header on target, well saved by the Reading goalkeeper. Um, and we'll do a little bit more analysis of Ben May later, alongside Barry Hales, um, substituted in the 23rd minute by Marvin Elliott. The, the reason for the uh, 23rd minute substitution was the sending off. We were one goal down at this stage. Um, Andy Marshall um, basically decided to come out of his penalty area. Um, and make a handball save outside the penalty area, which earned him a red card. It would, I think it was going to prevent a certain goal and would put us two goals behind, which um, the aforesaid John Convey actually put in after Andy Marshall was sent off, actually went in the goal, because by then Mark Phillips was doubling up as a, as, as a makeshift goalkeeper because, dear listener, we had no goalkeeper on the bench. I'm going to take you back to the management of Colin Lee now, because um, incompetence would also be a big factor in the Lions' demise in the 2005-06 season. So no goalkeeper on the bench. Andy Marshall, goalkeeper's instinct, trying to save outside the penalty area or stupidity. I, I'm kind of going down the stupid route. I think that, that explains a lot in this world, stupid. Um, decides to handball outside the penalty, gets himself sent off when he must have known full well, maybe doesn't think of it in the moment, that there's no goalkeeper on the bench. So we are very swiftly 2-0 down, um, thanks to uh, Convey, Convey, Con Convoy, um, down to 10 men, and basically up against it, to say the least. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You're listening to Achtung Normal. Three goals down inside the first half when a, a, a header is kind of placed in from the edge of the penalty area. And Phillips again flaps at it, but it goes past him. And then four goals down when um, a penalty is considering. I go, I think it was, that uh, handballed. Actually, in fairness to, to, to Mark Phillips, actually got a hand to the resulting penalty. We then get treated to the the reason why the chance is so... If, there's, if there is random chance or if there is if some big plan behind it, I don't know. But in comes... Adrian Serio at half time, apparently done a bit of goalkeeping work. I think I've got a sense he'd do anything in a football team in Canada, but he apparently been goalkeeping his Canadian side and um, much quieter second half, as you would have heard. Serio concedes the fifth goal, Mill fire, uh, Reading 5 mil nil. Utterly disastrous day out entirely. Um, on a personal level, I. I never made this game. I, I, I listened to it on the radio because I set out. I was living in Sidcup at the time, so I set out cutting it a little bit fine, in all honesty. I set out too late in the day to go around the M25, around to, to Reading. I got on the M25, hit a wall of traffic somewhere where the uh, the Seven Oaks turn-off is. I was stuck on the motorway. It, couldn't, it weren't going forward. You couldn't get off of the motorway. And it got ever nearer to half two, quarter to three, and I still hadn't managed to get off the M25. Eventually, I did, and actually had to listen to the um, goals going in on via the uh, Radio London uh, reports as I drove back to Sidcup. So, um, <laughs> great does. Basically, I spent about two two and a half hours going nowhere. So lucky me, lucky me. Now, it struck me that there were three names that were worthy of further attention from that game. And I'm trying not to choose the the more obvious names for you, dear listener, because a lot of the names in that team has just run through it again. Marshall in goal, cup final goalkeeper and well-travelled. Jamie Vincent caught my eye, but I'm not going to touch on him. Mark Phillips is, is, is active on Twitter. Matt Lawrence, we know. Alan Dunn, we know. Uh, Simpson, we touched on yesterday. Livermore, Morris and Igo. Ben May and Barry Hales, um, replaced by Marvin Elliott. But it struck me that um, a name to look at was Colin Lee because he um, came to us um, with not a bad track record as a player, um, less so in, in management. He wasn't a bad manager, but he was absolutely awful for us this season. Now, it could be that this was part of a wider malaise across the whole club. But Colin Lee's name first arose in my to my memory as a player. Um, he once scored four goals in a famous match of the day, covered nine nil win for Tottenham over Bristol Rovers, and this was in in the late seventies when they were in Division Two briefly. Um, so checking on his wiki uh, Wikipedia uh, account, he's sixty two appearances for Tottenham, eighteen goals, not bad. And then he made the the bulk of his career at Chelsea, one hundred eighty five. Appearances for Chelsea, 36 goals, 1980 to 87. Um, now, let me say to you, dear listener, that's a very different type of Tottenham and Chelsea. <laughs> different era. He went on to Brentford after after finishing at Chelsea. 
but not bad midfielder um originally from Torquay um he's actually back there now he's a he's a, a teacher at the Dartmoor Community College um but not a bad player um 315 football league appearances 69 goals for the likes of Chelsea Tottenham uh, Brentford Torquay Hereford and Bristol in his Bristol City in his time um his his stint as a manager um he had a period in charge of Wolves um Torquay but and then Walsall, he he probably didn't do too badly, but for some reason, Millwall was a career ender for him. Um, just twenty eight games in charge, he won six, lost nine, uh, lost thirteen, drawn nine, um, and that was the end of his um, largely the end of his serious football management career. Um, Steve Claridge's interview is worth listening to. I mean, I don't know Colin Lee, and I have nothing to add or to illuminate further on the man other than what. Claridge said, um, the fact that he finished up as a director of football <laughs> in this season is is truly laughable. Anyone who lived through this season will find that idea um, amusing. Let's put it that way. Um, so Colin Lee, um, certainly one of the poorest managers, I think, in Mill history, possibly only topped by, by David Tuttle, who would follow him, of course, was on the bench for this particular game. Now, I thought it also worth looking into um, Adrian Serio, who we mentioned in yesterday's show, right back, midfielder, um, picked up when the Lions did a pre-season tour of Canada to Vancouver in 2004 and signed. And he came over with with, um, Dennis Wise's uh, entourage. Just 14 starts for Adrian, Adrian Serio, 2004 to 2005, 12 as a sub, no goals. His talent was being able to throw the ball a very, very long way, um, as in from you know the halfway line with accuracy into the um, into the penalty area. So it was, it was a weapon, but it was soon negated. Other teams worked out if you stood close to him when he took the throw, he wasn't half as dangerous as if you gave him space to um, to pick his you know pick his point. So he was very quickly um, negated as any kind of. Threat, but he's he had a, a career. He came from the Toronto Lynx, which is a great name for a football club, isn't it? Um, but some great names of football clubs generally, I find out there, such as his following club after the Toronto Lynx. He went on loan to the Mississauga Olympians, another American tide. Uh, Millwall, a bit more mundane sounding, I suppose. Millwall, 2004-05. Then on to the likes of the Houston Dynamo, FC Dallas, Toronto, and then back to the Houston Dynamo. Um, played um, one got one cap for Canada um, in a one nil win over Honduras in in two thousand and eight. Um, I'm sure he's a decent bloke. I've had a quick look through some of his older uh, social media accounts. There's not an awful lot of recent stuff, and I'm, I can't find any references to where he is now, what he's up to, what he's doing. His social media accounts all kind of come to a bubble away and come to a stop about 2015, 2014. That's Instagram and, and Twitter. So um, don't know what Adrian Serio is up to. Um, I hope he's okay. Um, I find he wasn't the best player we've ever had in, in the club by a long stretch, but I kind of I kind of liked his quirkiness. Um, I liked his... Um, <laughs> he, he just seemed like a pleasant bloke. <laughs> I don't know what I'm basing any of that assessment on, other than the fact he seemed sitting in my terrace seat up in the stands to be a pleasant bloke. 
I think he got um, he stands out for, for getting um, sent off once for a bad tackle on David Beckham as well. So there we are, Adrian Serriou. Yesterday's show introduced him. Today's show largely um, outlines his last major contribution, which was to be goalkeeper for the second half of this fixture against Reading. Reading 5 Millwall nil. Now, the last name I've picked out here is one that's more well-known, Ben May. Um, the reason I picked out Ben May is as limited a striker as Ben May was. I, again, he's another one I quite liked. Um, he always gave everything he had to give. And you see it in this footage, you know, despite the fact, leave aside that we're 1-0 down when he when he gets his chance and his header is on, on target but saved. Um, I always felt Ben May, as limited as his approach was, gave you everything. And I, I think it's in our Millwall DNA to respect players that that that, that um, try. Uh, maybe it's how it was held us back as a club over our, our, our lives. I don't know. Um, fairly extensive Wikipedia article about Ben, Ben May. He made 56 appearances for Millwall, 39 as a substitute, 56 starts, 39 sub. 19 goals from youth, the youth ranks, 2001-2, to two, until he left us for Scunthorpe in, in 2008. Um, didn't take part in the playoff final. He wasn't involved in that at all. Um, so he didn't get the chance to... Um, I don't know if he would seek revenge on me. I've always got a sense there was a... It was slightly kind of... Um, maybe not the brightest of buttons, you know, but he wasn't um, vindictive as a player. Um my notes here, I've put this. He wasn't the next Teddy Sheringham, but I quite like Ben May, and I think I think it's his Millwallness that I I quite liked. Fairly extensive career after both at Millwall, he's on loan out a few times from us. Colchester, Brentford in the early two thousands. Colchester again, Brentford again. Then he's gone to Scunny on loan and then signed for them. Stevenage, he's finished up at Barnet, and then out into the non-leagues with Dover. Ebb's fleet, and then finally Bromley. Now, the last reference to Ben May is that he's fitness coach at Bromley. I don't know if he's still there. I, I couldn't find any um, anything to say yes or no to that. Um, I think the picture they've got on the website is an older one, so any Bromley followers out there, if, if Ben May is still fitness coaching at, at Bromley, maybe but just confirm on, on Twitter or something um, if you want. It's not important if you don't, but, you know. The the famous incident with Ben, of course, was the um, the strange incident with Glenn Johnson, Liverpool's and England's Glenn Johnson, and I'm going to read this verbatim from Wikipedia because such is my um, such is my bent, dear listener. So uh, this is what Ben May's best known for. It says in in January two thousand and seven. It was reported that Ben May and England defender Glenn Johnson were caught at a B&Q store, a B&Q store in Dartford, attempting to steal bathroom fittings. They both received £80 fines. Glenn Johnson described the interview as comical because it was a misunderstanding. So Glenn says, uh, Ben was doing up his bathroom, so we went to B&Q and found one of those sets where you get everything in one box. So far, so good, dear listener. But Ben wanted a seat with a slow closed lid. Okay, fine. So we took out the seat and put in another one. There's the bit. They've taken out the existing seat and put in another one, a slow closed one. What we didn't know was that the new seat was £2.35 more expensive. £2.35 seems way too exact. 
Um, I might, it might be anyway. Don't matter if it's more expensive. The fact you've exchanged one seat for another should set, you know, you should, it should it should set a red light going in your head. We went through the till, paid for it, and then the security guard stopped us and said they'd been watching us on CCTV. Slow day, I think, at BQ. We just burst out laughing. That's not helped their calls. They've asked, where's Jeremy Beadle? But he said, no, this is serious. The police are on their way. The police turned up and they were laughing. The police were laughing. I said to the security guard, can we not just pay the £2.35? He said, no, this is a serious offence. I think this might be made up dialogue. Um, so the police gave us two options. Go to court and fight it or pay an on-the-spot fine. We couldn't be bothered going to court, so we paid the fine. But doing that made us look guilty, says Glenn Johnson. Ben May, I don't think, has ever commented on the incident. Um, career details, his overall career details on Wikipedia, 330 appearances, um, 61 goals. Um, for the Lions, as we've said, it was 50, let me get it, 56 appearances, 39 as sub, 19 goals. I can't, I know he wasn't the best, it wasn't no Teddy Sheringham, as I've said, but I can't dislike Ben May. Maybe that's a weakness, I don't know. There we are, dear listeners. Um, the, the gods of random chance took us from the introduction of one Adrian Serio yesterday to the the last time where he made any real impact on in a mill shirt the next day. Weird, huh? Um, so that's it. That's the end of today's random fixture. I hope you're enjoying these. Or if, you, if you're not, then do let me know and I'll stop. Um, I'm going to be recording with Ryan... Loftus later tonight. We're going to do um, another idea, Rachtung's Wide World of Sports. So tune in for that. Um, we're going to be doing our weekly Mill Roundup show on Friday. That's going to be with Michael Avery. Um, do leave us a review on Apple. Uh, we've got a lot of got nice comments on there. It's always nice to read nice things. Uh, even if you want to slag us off, actually, I'm a big boy. I can handle it. Um, Apple Podcast Review, or any, I think Acast have a, have a five or five star, leading you down a garden path. They have a star-based review system, so five stars would be lovely if you can on, on Acast. But there we are, dear listeners. That's this week's, so this today's uh, random fixture. Reading five mil nil, one year on from yesterday's show of mil two less than nil. That's the show today. The listeners will see you back later on in the week. Arrivederci. Millwall. Thank you for listening to Aston Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. Arrivederci, Millwall. Till next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.